Hello and welcome to the Shop With Them podcast. This week, we're going to be celebrating the launch of our app by talking to a local business actually based in Canada, in Kamloops, BC, or British Columbia. And you as a listener could be based anywhere in the world. Um, But Kamloops is actually a town in central British Columbia in uh, Canada, so very close to Vancouver, about three hours north. And I just fell in love with the city, um, or it's a small town actually, and their farmer's market is really inspiring. Small town living in general is really inspiring, and I just fell in love with it. And the reason why I chose today's cafe to be featured on the podcast is because I really want to showcase that you don't have to be in a major city to list yourself onto the Shop With Them mobile app. You could be in a small town in Turin, Italy. You could be in Madrid. You could be in Timbuktu. You could be in Mongolia. You could be in Canada, uh, Africa. So long as your local business, whether it's a local retail shop or a cafe restaurant or a grocery store, matches our values, then you're right for the platform. And if you're a consumer using the app, enjoy it. It's free and it's worldwide use and we hope you love it. So without further ado, here's our podcast. Hope you enjoy it. I'm here today at IA Wellness Cafe with owner Natalie Peace Young. Coolest name ever. Who else wants the last name Peace Young? <laughs> I do. Um, and the IA Wellness Cafe can now be found on the Shop With Them app. The cafe is based in Kamloops, BC, Canada. Um, and I actually came across this app, like this cafe because I was living in Kamloops for a couple months and I was looking for a really healthy place to eat because I needed something that matched my values. So, um, you know, just making sure that it's clean living and clean eating. And I just happened to come across it when I was searching on Google one day, but it took a little bit of digging. And then I found the cafe and I walked in and I went, what, this is your menu? This is amazing. And ever since, I've just been coming here um, pretty much like once a week just to get some work done and eat some healthy food and, you know, and I I trust what I'm consuming. So, yeah, it's the perfect example of a a restaurant that can be found on the Shop With Them app. So, hello, Natalie, and welcome to the Shop With Them podcast. Hi, Em. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going. Did you like my introduction? I loved it. How was was your wrap you just ate? (laughs) Oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So, full disclosure, I'm having a, a latte. And I just had a, a wrap because I didn't eat anything this morning. So I have two more pieces of cucumber left. What do you think of, uh, of the mug for the latte? The, the mug is really adorable. Did you make these mugs? No, but I, I, I'm always trying to find things that are just really grounding. So that, yeah. that, that is an example of it. It looks, it looks like I made it, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, no, it doesn't. Well, you'd have to be really good if you made it. But yeah, no, it definitely does look like something that's very grounding because it's got the kind of coppery brownness at the bottom and then that little line that kind of represents soil in the blue that I guess represents the sky right yeah it's just really natural colors and uh and that uh you know made basically with uh you know um what's it called raku running a small business is no easy feat though so in the next part of this podcast we're going to be speaking with Natalie about the challenges that a small business owner faces running a sustainable values-based business yeah so 
tell us about yourself. Like one thing I know for sure is a place like this doesn't open up willy nilly. Um, this isn't like any other cafe I've ever been to. And that's me being very honest because your values really speak through your menu. Um, so can you tell us about your story and how all of this came to be? So this is, thank you. I'm, it's so cool to me that you, this is what you're, you're, the words you're choosing to use because it is so totally based on, um, you know, my heart and my values. And it took me 15 years to bring this to life. So a lot of love in the details. You have a lot of years? A lot of time to think about how you want it to feel and what experience you're creating for people and really focusing on what my big why was. Why am I doing this? For me, it was not just about a business. It was very much about being of service. And if I have one life uh, and I'm going to be working on something with my thought energy, what matters to me and what do I think matters to other people and what's a challenge that we're all facing and how can I be part of a solution? And um, it, it like so many things in life, professional uh, was intermingled with private and that was my challenge was that uh, I had a parent, my stepmom, who passed away from cancer and um, it was right around then that I, I just really felt like, man, I, um, so many things, you know, I'm going to go to work for a big organization to make money, to buy things, to go to work, to make money. And she was 56 when she passed away from breast cancer. And I just felt like, well, I was working my way through a business degree and around the same time was watching a movie called Supersize Me. Um, that had come out right at around that time and he's eating this food and essentially what he's eating is hurting him you know his doctors are saying hmm systems are failing (laughs) and in my business ethics class in my business degree I was learning about marketing and marketing to kids and how powerful that can be and how that can be some company's strategies and right around that same time this movie had come out and I'm thinking wow like so what's our definition of poison and what is nourishment and how come it's so difficult for for you know people in a hurry to be finding nourishing whole foods when they're on the go you know if you don't have time to be making everything yourself where do you eat and um you know there are more restaurants that are you know kind of more fine dining that are farm to chef and that kind of thing but to be you know, midday uh, in a in a rush or dinner in a rush. Um, what could I be doing to help solve, be part of a solution, help solve that problem? And um, and so I just started to do a lot of research and really focusing on whole foods and things that are made from scratch and uh, making sure that where I could, I was supporting um, those values. You know, in in every aspect. So in terms of. Um, sourcing from local farmers what's in season, changing my menu based on what's in season. Um, hopefully, you know, being a, an organization that's good to my my team members and is willing to work around their schedules because so many people are busy with other things and work is work is not everything to them. This might be everything to me, but I don't assume that it's the same thing to them. So trying to work around their schedule uh, and piecemeal the, uh, you know, the the schedule that way almost like a puzzle uh, working with my my customers to try and figure out what what they want and be willing to listen as opposed to just assume that I've got all the answers because I might feel strongly about something but 
Um, but what do they want? Anyway, atmosphere is another one, looking at what they need to rejuvenate. And even our location, we've chosen to go in a location that is um, attached to the hospital here in this city. Which I think is marvelous. Like Thanks. so many sick people literally just like in the same building. And for them to have this as a space and the doctors and the nurses too who work so hard for them to get healthy, nourishing food, people in the area as well. I like when I came here, I, I, that was something I was thinking was, why is she not in the center of downtown? And you would have like lineups and this place would be like completely jam-packed, full busy. So this would, that would have been a really intelligent business decision. <laughs> and, and I have chosen to build it absolutely based on values. You know, where can I be that can be of service to the people that need it the most and those that are supporting those that need it the most. So get lots of people who come in, yeah, sure, from the you know, general community who aren't at the hospital, but because I'm um, you know, attached to the hospital, people who are visiting those that you know, they love that are in here for long periods of time, um, doctors and nurses, and also people who need the food themselves. Like they don't necessarily want to be eating what's being served to them in that moment. And so if I can be close in proximity, hopefully they're choosing this more often. I just want to take a break from the podcast interview to just digest that. Um, because I feel like what Natalie said was just so powerful. The reason why she created her business and chose the location that she did wasn't just because she wanted to create a cafe or restaurant that matched her values. She actually wanted to serve people that she felt needed it. So if we remember her story as to why she created the um, business in the first place, it was because of her stepmother who had cancer. Um, and it got her thinking about the types of foods that you know she ingests and her family ingests and her loved ones. And just worldwide, what we ingest through our food and what kind of impact that then has on our health. Um, and you know, as a side note for me, it's not just food, it's all types of products that we consume. And for her to get that, and then go, where can I take this business where it would best serve the community? I just want to applaud her for choosing that location. So yeah, maybe she did say that it wasn't the best business decision, quote unquote, um, but it could be because the people who come to visit their loved ones at the hospital um, get that support. You know, um, the hospital staff get that support. It's a very, very beautiful, honorable thing and I personally feel that as more and more people understand her business and why she created it and her story behind the business, it'll bring more people to her cafe and it'll be so busy. This is one of the reasons why I became a filmmaker um, and now I have a podcast is I love, love, love speaking to people about why they do what they do. It just fascinates me and I completely love it. And I hope you guys are all appreciating this too. Maybe next time you go to a business, you might wonder, hmm, I wonder what the story was behind how this place got created. Back to the interview now. And that's all it's about. It's not about judgment. You know, go ahead, have what they want to have on Friday night, and then Monday morning, we'll write your karma and... <laughs> I'm or like, just, I'm... like, reset the system. Maybe it's less <laughs> about karma. <laughs> but I'm hoping my app helps with that, too, because... Um, I was listening to the radio uh, a couple days ago, and they were talking about uh, 
people in orange shirts that are going to be in cafes around town. And then in like, I was so excited because the radio host was like, yeah, and even, you know, that coffee shop next to the hospital, they're going to be there too. And I was like, oh my God, we're talking about Natalie's shop. <laughs> it's not a coffee shop, you guys. It's so much more. So I'm hoping that like people who... <laughs> People, they don't know how to say our name is the problem. So the the cafe's name is Aye Wellness Cafe, and people wonder what the heck that means. Have I? What language is that? Some people have asked me, and oh, the yeah. the truth is, um, it's a. Uh, it's the sounds of peace and joy. It's sounds we all have a personal relationship with. It's completely subjective. Uh, Yay! It's it's right. It's a, it's feel, it's all the good stuff in life. If you think back about the best moments in your life, bet you one of those things was going through your your mind or your heart or your mouth or right. So yeah, um, that's that's what it's about. Is my goal is rejuvenation all around. So the atmosphere, the choice of materials, the food itself, the hopefully the warmth that people feel when they come in. I just want to love on people. You know, life is hard. We're all carrying heavy loads. And if you can come in and drop your shoulders a little bit and rejuvenate, hopefully when you step back out, you have a bit more to give again. So anyway, so it's IA. (laughs) And you're right. It's more than a coffee shop. (laughs) It's so much more than a coffee shop. But like, I, I hope that, you know, through the app, people who share your values and my values or whatever their values are can easily... And like find you better too so that's kind of like my goal with the app so I don't know I just wanted to like I guess mention that because that's why I created it is like I hate searching on Google for hours and hours to find something that matches my values so I'm brilliant I love it I hope so (laughs) (laughs) um so Canada actually just released that they were going to ban the use of single-use plastic as early as 2021, which for us is going to mostly be food containers, well, with respect to your business, food containers, plastic straws, that kind of stuff. Um, And we've actually had this conversation before. So can you speak to the challenges that you face as a business owner in the current climate, uh, climate, sorry, with the way the world works? So like... um, I'm sure you're not happy about having to have plastic straws and that kind of stuff, but it's cheap, right? And it's easy for you as a business. And there's, yeah. Well, what you and I were talking about is the fact that I have, I have both offered. So I have plastic straws in the cafe, and I also have paper straws, and I've done that since the beginning before, before these, you know before it was even maybe such a big deal to people. But we're, what I've noticed is people are, um, some of them are used to the way plastic works and feels and that it doesn't soften and it doesn't break down. And we joke about how some people are slow sippers. If you're a slow sipper, then a disintegrating plastic or paper straw isn't appealing for a smoothie or, you know, for a lemonade or whatever, right? So... Um, so they choose, would choose the plastic straw still. And I love that with the idea that these products are going to be banned, it'll force industry to innovate. It's forcing innovation. Um, and so that what that means is the soft paper 
that disintegrates will change and there are already different options out there but there isn't it's not the math that it's not accepted by um by the masses yet if that makes sense right no, no, no. um and i think that's also a failure just in product design um so with the increased demand even though it's mandated it's forced it's going to create uh, more innovation in this area which is so awesome because what I face right now is you know, so I'm sort of, you know, looking for different suppliers and I'm trying to find uh, paper products or disposable products that are better for the environment and I'm talking to my suppliers and they're the same suppliers that I know deliver to almost everybody else in town <clears throat> and I'm asking these questions as I was opening the cafe like oh so what do we have as in terms of options for straws what do we have for takeaway cups and they had so little for me to choose from and so I then am going out and trying to find alternatives so now what that means is operationally you're not putting the same order together it's not easy for me like it is for the people down the street who are just ordering the what's generally accepted I'm having to, it's just a little more difficult. So now I'm paying shipping on that package of straws because I'm not getting anything else. It's not coming with my bananas, right? It's like, does that make sense? So what does that mean? It means that it's challenging for the business owner to, to continue to do it, both in terms of cost, it's more expensive. It's not um, seamless in terms of ordering because it's not being stocked by, um, you know, so maybe something I'm finding that's unique and innovative is like a one-off. Somebody's put all their effort into creating this one thing that's really neat, but how do I get it? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, because we were talking about hay straws, because <clears throat> I don't like paper. I think paper is disgusting, because you're like leaching chemicals into your mouth. Um, plastic, I don't use, so I just go straw-less nowadays, right, yeah. or metal if I have it at home. But I came up, um, well, I saw hay straws at the farmer's market um, a little while ago, and those, I think, are genius. But then when we were talking about that, you were like, okay, so can I get it at the neighborhood London Drugs? Can I get it at, you know, like, I can't or order from, it my, from my supplier. From my supplier, right, yeah. from a commercial supplier is what I hope for yeah exactly but it has to start somewhere so we're at, it's at such a tiny conversation because we're it's happening it will happen yeah there'll be, there'll be a time where you know this somebody listens to a conversation like this and said oh look how far we've come like look how how difficult it was for uh for businesses to source and to find what they were looking for and i don't think that'll be the case forever which is so worth celebrating that is do you think that it'll be um It'll affect your bottom line, though, because in the beginning, when it is mandated, it will be quite expensive for you as a business owner, no? Sure. Well, if you think about, um, you know, let's say a, a typical plastic straw that most bars and restaurants and takeout places would use, let's say it's uh, three or seven cents. Right now, it's easily um, twice, if not three times that for a straw. And that's just a simple paper straw that isn't, a, it, it's not a... Um, hay, hay straw, straw or a, you know it's not <laughs> I love those <laughs> do you see what I'm saying though like yeah. this so where does that come from in your pocket no it comes back to the consumer you pay for it okay it, how does it come from my pocket well when, how does that come like how would it it doesn't work like that 
sometimes. I mean, your your shop, perhaps, because you're so, like, one-off and you're connected to the hospital, you're across the street from, like, a Starbucks and that kind of stuff. So maybe there's a little bit of competition. But, like, in Vancouver, where I live, there's so many places that are literally, like, wham, 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 next to each other. So they're going to have to be a little bit competitive and probably eat some of the costs. Over and over and over again? No. What happens is they have to pass it on to the customer. So we all pay more for it, right? That's just what happens. I guess that makes sense. Well, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I hope hay straws take off the world. <laughs> and like other cool, innovative ones. I, but you're right. Innovation's like it's key It's so to that. key. And, and with time, those prices hopefully will come down. But in the beginning, it's just the way it is. Like you, and when I say, do, I, do we eat it? In the beginning, I'm a new restaurant. There's... I don't know how I would eat it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, where does that money come from as a new business? Do you know what I'm, I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't have it to eat it. So if I'm going to do it, someone has to pay for it. Or just don't have a straw. <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. D- does that make sense? The assumption yeah, totally. that, oh, the business owner must have all this money. And so they'll just pay an extra 10 cents for me to have my, my drink. Right? That's what, that was the suggestion. Well, I mean, yeah, that is what a lot of us consumers do think, and I don't think it's wrong. Like, maybe not for a smaller business like yours, but for a larger business. If I'm going to eat at, like, a, a commercial chain restaurant, I, I do want the, the chain to eat the cost, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's no, just the it's... honest truth. Like, if I, I, I'll, I'll put names down. If I'm going to Earl's or Cactus Club or if I'm going to a Starbucks or something like that, yeah, for sure. I want them to eat the cost. But like a smaller business like yours, I would definitely put in the 10 cents or whatever it is. It's, and I support it's so, local mostly. It's so fascinating because the question is, well, where does it come from? And so right now, I don't pay myself. You, you probably have a nicer vehicle than I have. You know what I mean? I'm lucky that my husband is willing to work overtime. So where does it come from? Like actually where? Does, do you see what I'm saying? Like it's it, for a small business, a new business... For me, this is not about making money. It is about feeding people and nourishing them and doing my best to make choices. But the reality of what you're asking me is massive. And the consequence, not just of a simple straw, of all of it, right? We're using a straw as an example. I'm not talking about just 10 cents. Hopefully, it's everything that we're doing that is better for the environment. But where, if it costs more, where does it come from? The example of the straw is just one thing. Hopefully it's not just one thing. It's all of it. But it's it's just more complicated and convoluted, which is why it's a, an interesting conversation because it's not the side of it that you necessarily hear all the time. Does that make sense? You're, 100% it makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I, I go to places that kind of match my values. And you have... Do you, I don't know if you really get what's supporting local. You walking through the door, what that means to small businesses. I have a friend who... Uh, has another a restaurant here in Kamloops, and we were talking about just how, what a difference it makes for one more person to walk through the door in an, in a day, and you're supporting local. Like, what does that mean for us, right? We're then we then have you know money to go out for dinner somewhere else too, because my husband and I can go out for dinner, or or we can't, right? So pay your employees, and, right? Who live in and the so area, there's and... not a tap that takes all the money that you're spending in the community and taking it out to some other city, Mississauga or wherever that where a head office would be. 
it's keeping that money here in this town and a dollar earned here or spent here means that we're paying that forward locally you know you get your roof fixed and you're supporting roofers or you have all yeah, I'm not, I want to make very clear, I'm not defending <laughs> the, like, you know, larger conglomerates paying for straws. I'm not. No. I'm just simply giving the perspective of the consumer. Which right. Is and I, that's why I'm saying is. thank you for choosing. That's what I, that's what I'm saying is that okay. when you're okay. do when you choose to support local, it means the world. It means that uh, we are able to try and do things that are different than a big business does. We're able, because you choose to come in, to uh, to focus on our values and try and make decisions on sourcing and on products that uh, that are different than if we're all just following big corporations. But it it starts with that choice. Do you turn do you turn left or do you turn right? Very true. So let's talk about your sourcing um, materials. How do you source? ethical materials and ingredients so you have like this like big huge kitchen in the back with like this marvelous menu and you change things by the season so how do you how do you create your menu tell us so we're always looking at what's in season where we are in the northern hemisphere and that's so special because it it um it means that when we're talking to local farmers or going to the local farmer market farmer's market they'll share with us oh the you know um i've got you know root vegetables that are starting to come in season or um my zucchinis are almost ready or my zucchinis almost up um and so we then will look at my menu and think okay we've just launched a deep roots bowl that's using uh you know root vegetables that are in season and so i can support that local farmer and it's picked this week and it ends up on your plate now i'm not doing that for everything i still have uh, traditional sourcing methods and not everything is organic I wouldn't be in business if everything was organic I tried in the beginning and literally we would have been out of business we would have had to shut our doors um, and in a city like this uh, in Kamloops people just aren't willing to pay the higher price point that it means to be shopping organic for everything so that's a challenge that's a big deal that's something that hurts me it's not what I what I wanted and so sometimes you have an idea of how things are going to go, and reality is just different than that. And if I was just so arrogant as to say, if you're not going to uh, support the higher price that I have to pay to bring in these organic vegetables, then um, I'm not doing anything. Well, then I'm not any good to anyone, and I shut my doors. So that hurts. Like, you're talking to somebody who's gone through cuts, like cuts that are deep because 15 years of planning the way you thought something would go and then it's not always the reality it's like ah so you put your ego aside and you adapt and you try and meet the market where they are and listen to your customers what what are you what what is a price point that can work how can I source the things that are most important to source organically um, because of what we know about uh, you know the the, are we eating the skin, etc.? Um, you know, is it leafy greens? Where am I choosing to buy organic, and what is it, you know, okay that I am making a compromise on? It's not fun for me. This is not a super fun conversation. It's emotionally charged because I feel disappointed. However, what I do know is those whole foods that I am preparing and that uh, are, you know, I'm not bringing in a bottle of any dressing. We're really dressings focused here because it's part of the thing that makes whole foods so yummy. So I'm not good. bringing one bottle of a dressing in. That's unheard of. I don't even have canola oil in this space. 
I'm, you know, looking at um, uh, just what, on every level, what I can be doing in terms of the processing of the food that makes whole foods appealing and flavorful for people. And it doesn't have to be about deprivation. We think eating healthy is about some kind of, we're depriving ourselves somehow in terms of flavor. Totally, 100%. Uh, Like so many people think I don't want to eat healthy because it's going to, I don't want to eat cardboard. (laughs) Or retrain your brain to make it feel like it tastes good. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, oh gosh. Like it makes me laugh because I think no wonder people are not choosing to eat whole foods it's because it doesn't it maybe it doesn't taste good to them and nobody wants to have a flavor flavorless life like that's nice you're going to live long but there's no no spice or excitement (laughs) so we do we're really trying to focus on how we can make whole foods flavorful and it's another one of those things that I thought if I've got one brain and uh, one life and I'm going to be spending my thought energy on something I would really love it to be about solving the problem that people think healthy food doesn't taste good. So we're nearing the end of this interview now. We just have a few minutes left in this interview, but I want to take a break from our podcast and just send a call out to the Shop With Them community and the listeners. If you live in a city and you know of a local business that matches your values, that is sustainable, please reach out to us and let us know about the business. Um, Send an email to podcast at shopwithm.com. Again, it's podcast at shopwithm.com. And what our team will do is we will reach out directly to the restaurant or cafe or local grocery store or local retail store on your behalf and let them know, you know, we had a listener who heard our podcast and said that your business would be perfect for our platform. Uh, Please keep in mind that for any businesses who are signing up onto the platform, it's completely free to do so until December 31st, 2019. So if you don't want to send us an email, please feel free to reach out to the business directly, especially if you're going to be going shopping or eating in the vicinity and just let them know about the app. Um, Let them know it's free and that they can list themselves and the app will connect them with a community that shares their values, which is a phenomenal thing. So back to the interview now. And it can be convenient. So anyway, there I am. (laughs) It's a little roller coaster. (laughs) I said it once, I'll say it again. Your your menu is amazing. Like you literally read it and your values speak through your menu. Thank you. I'm doing my best. And it like I said, it's come with a lot of it came it was birthed out of pain and I just wanted to turn you know, lemons into lemonade and do something that it was good for people and help people and do my best in whatever way I could that way. So, but I meet challenges along the way. Yeah, for and sure. And so I have this ideal of what I want it to be and um, exactly what you're asking me. It's why I wanted to talk to you about it is it's not that the desire isn't there, but how do we make it possible? We have to keep asking ourselves well what are the barriers and how do we fix this and innovation is such a big part of it so and hopefully with more clients coming through your door <laughs> yeah there's another person that's a good get thing more people i know i love it when people walk in now uh, after you happy. said that <laughs> let's hope the app helps um so uh, let's talk about Kamloops because i've been living here for three months 
And I have to say, A, pulp mill smell, so not on board. Uh, but the second <laughs> thing is uh, the compost program. There is none in this city, and that really bugs me and irritates me, and I think we should talk about it because I'm sure <laughs> other people live in cities um, that don't have compost pro- programs yet, or there are people who are listening that are like, how does a place still not have a compost program? That makes no sense. So can we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so what we talked about is how I, um, I save my compost, and I find local farmers that need it like uh, uh, people you know a chicken farmer or uh, just people who want to compost for their their farms or their gardens and I'll save it in the fridge it's amazing <laughs> so you literally just have like a freezer full of like compost sometimes if they don't pick it up or if they tell me they're coming and they don't show up um, so which is annoying right like yeah. and I'm not annoyed with the farmer's life happens but the point is it's finicky like so, I want to be making use of my uh, my trimmings. You know, vegetables that uh, let's say we've uh, grated them or whatever. Perfect. Like it's so nutrient rich. Why toss that? Um, but where does it where does it go? And how? What's our system? What's our process? So you're, yeah, sometimes I, um, I keep it in the fridge for a while. <laughs> there, I'm laughing because. It's not just it, same thing. It's not just an idle conversation. What's the what's the consequence of it? And so sometimes my team will say, "Oh, that bag is starting to stink," and we'll lift it up, and it's, you know, it's like, oh, it burst on the way to the juice. It, now it's going to the garbage because you know it's not um, somebody's not coming <laughs> for to pick it up, um, and they're maybe out of town. I can't be delivering all those. What's the cost of gas to just? go and deliver right like what's the cost in many ways is what I mean but so now it's leaking on the floor as we're walking it's stinky and it's so it would be so lovely to have a weekly compost pickup that was consistent and um, run by the city like you're suggesting and it would be so wonderful to have it in our homes um, as an obvious but for sure for a restaurant like us as well when there's it's not like we're opening a bag of frozen anything and putting it on you know in a deep fryer and putting it on someone's plate we're processing all this food so I have lots of I have beautiful compost like what would turn into beautiful compost and um, I I don't I can't make use of it yet in a way that's uh, sustainable and consistent and I'm not able to capture all of it I can capture some of it doing what I'm sharing that we do but I'm doing that because I care about it it's not easy like it's not a simple you have to find people so um, I tell people if you know of anybody, um, but else uh, you know. So we post on Facebook. Well, what if your farmer didn't see that? Like, how do you find the people? So uh, that's so what I'm true. saying. Operationally, we can say let's compost, but how do we make sure that works? Like, and I get other people's perspective here too because they're like, we're in bear country. We don't want to give bears food. Or like you were saying, there's some debate about like. We should spend the money on fixing our roads That's and right. not on compost. So people are so you when you said to me, "What about compost in this city?" I said, "Well, um, people have to vote that they this is what they want to do." And what I'm hearing and reading on uh, you know the threads of what people are posting, suggesting we get compost in the the other side. Uh, people who live here, some people are saying, "Well, how can we be spending money on a program like that?" Uh, when we're our, our roads aren't even like you know there's issues with potholes and um, damage to that infrastructure side of it money needs to be spent on those things first and there's only so much money 
So it's a this or that situation. Uh, so that's, that's the other side. Is it, not everybody is always on board. And so you and I can sit here and say, yes, compost, please. Like, come and pick it up every week. And why waste when there, we know that this is such an easy process? Um, but it's not as easy as we think it is, is my point, right? Seriously. And that's, that's I guess, the, that's really what I wanted to share with you is... Before I started this process, I thought, oh, I'll do it this way, and oh, I'll do it, and it's all based on my values, and of course, but the reality sometimes is just more convoluted and more challenging, and um, and that's why when people are choosing to do it, we're still composting, um, it's just more effort, and so when we're doing that, it and other people care about that, and they want to vote with their dollars for businesses that are choosing those to do those types of things that they care about more often. Um, like I said, I can't do it all the time. It's not every scrap that goes to the compost, but if I, if people are choosing to support businesses who are trying to, to make a difference, an app like yours is so neat because it helps bring people together. It's about, um, helping people find other people other businesses, other business owners that are uh, that care about these things, that want to be having these conversations, that care about sourcing and searching, and it's phone calls and time, and that's really what it comes down to: figuring out processes and figuring out um, how that works into their their little their everyday and every week systems, right? And it's it takes effort. So when other people are saying thanks, like it it's and you're saying thanks by walking through the door, there is nothing else that could be a bigger thank you because it helps us continue. That's so beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that that was actually the best way to end it. I don't know how All right, let's wrap this up. Better. My no, heart's no, no. going a little too, so I'm like, oh. it's not simple conversations, right? Well, so. you're very passionate, and it was really beautiful. Um, so... For anybody who's been listening to this podcast, if you do swing by Kamloops, BC, uh, Natalie's Cafe is called Ah Yay Wellness Cafe, um, and it's next connected to the hospital on Columbia Street. And um, yeah, that's it. So come visit her cafe <laughs> next time you come to Kamloops, BC. It's in beautiful British Columbia. And yeah, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thanks, Em. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Shop with M is a digital platform which includes a website, mobile app, documentary series, and regular podcasts for all of you socially conscious, values-based consumers. My mission for Shop with M is to create a platform where consumers looking for sustainable solutions can find brands analyzed for the left-brained consumers and video and audio content for the story-empowered right-brain consumers on each of the five factors for sustainable consumption. These brands are easily accessible to you for free through both the website and mobile app. The purpose of the Shop With M app is to connect you with sustainable businesses around the globe. Businesses including retail, grocery, and cafe restaurants 
with the vision to expand in the future into other categories and of course continue to produce inspiring and informative video and podcast content. On a legal note, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect that of Mangla Bunsel, Tell Your Story Productions Inc., and its subsidiaries, affiliates, and associated companies, together with all respective officers, directors, and employees thereof. Thank you for being such an important part of our community. If you have any suggestions for future guests who should be on our podcast, please email podcast at shopwithm.com. Thank you. The love and light in me salutes the love and light in you. See you next time.